This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, did you see Joe Biden do an impromptu impersonation of his poll numbers? <laughs> uh, sorry, I worked very hard on that. I worked, It was either that or, hey, did you see Joe Biden do an impression of Target's stock price? <laughs> or Bud Lights? What's up? This is Marquet Saves the Republic. And I know that it's not nice to laugh at old people who stumble and fall. But I'm not a nice person, evidently, because I laughed my uh, butt off. Um, yeah, this happened yesterday. I don't know. It, it's big news, too. Uh, they're trying to downplay it. The White House is trying to downplay it. Luckily, we have social media where everybody is freaking out and saying this is a disaster. This is a problem. This is, again, another of the Biden flubs. Uh, we'll get to all this here in just a minute and why you should be very concerned about Joe Biden potentially running and winning the presidential uh, race in 2024. Also, in addition to that, we've got news about Donald Trump, who did a town hall with Sean Hannity yesterday. Everybody in the town hall loved Donald Trump. Not everybody a big fan of Sean Hannity, which is kind of interesting. It was in Iowa, by the way, which is where the very first caucus is and where pol uh, political decisions are basically made for the entire country. That story, again, we'll get to here in just a minute. Very quickly, though, I'd like to remind you all um, about the importance of doing our part, not just, you know, on podcasts and on radio, not just when it comes to volunteering and voting and that kind of thing, but every single time we make a decision, whether it's buying something, whether it's investing in something, whether it's shopping at a particular store, whether it's purchasing stuff that you know was made in America, as opposed to stuff that was probably made elsewhere, like China. And yeah, there's some things it's very difficult to find that are made in America. It's something, you know, sometimes you go out, you look for an item. For example, this coffee, I have a coffee maker. It's not even really a maker. It's just a glass. looks like a beaker. I always joke that it looks like I'm about to mix crystal meth with Walter White and Gustavo Fring's underground uh, laboratory, but it's coffee. Trust me. And uh, the reason I have this coffee is because a, I like coffee and I don't, I, I can't act, you know, I, I need, co I need coffee. I don't, I don't work at this level of intensity for three hours a day, <laughs> five days a week without the sufficient amount of caffeine. Uh, but I used to drink, you know, coffee from a local store, which everybody pointed out to me was horrible because they funded liberal organizations. They funded liberal uh, ideals. They didn't stand up for Christianity. They didn't suspect they didn't respect the police. And so I was like, yeah, I got to stop that. So I got good old American uh, coffee. And I'll tell you about that a little later on. And then I needed a, a, something to make it in. And I wanted like a French press, you know. But you, you would think French presses were made in France. No, they're all made in China. So that's why I got this thing, because it's made in the United States of America uh, in Massachusetts, an old fashioned coffee company. They make these glass coffee makers. It's it's called a Chemex. It's phenomenal. Um, but it's it's very important that we all do our part. And that includes purchasing things we know are made in the United States of America, putting our money back into the American industrial system, the American economy, giving Americans our money so that they can grow and so that they can invest and so that they can multiply their wealth and we all can become stronger while at the same time making our enemies much, much weaker. And that's why I work so closely and I'm so fond of patriotswitch.com slash mark. 
PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark. This is an organization that has found products, all the products you use on a daily basis, the, the bathroom products, the kitchen cleaners, the breath mints, you know, the vitamins. If you get snacks for your kids, they even have beef, they even have steak, steak that's all made right here in the United States of America and shipped directly to your door. And all of these products, like I said, are made in the USA. The month, the companies, a U.S. company, the workers that you employ by purchasing these products are U.S. companies. So instead of going to Target, which we know likes to groom little children and sell tuck-friendly panties, instead of going to Walmart, where 70% of the stuff on the shelves comes from China, and even if you don't buy something from China at Walmart, which good luck finding it, even if you don't buy something at Walmart that's from China, they're going to take the profits they make from whatever it is they sell you and send them back to China. Not with PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark. The money stays here. The products are phenomenal and they're delivered directly to your door. So you even save money on gas because you don't have to go get the stuff. They're going to ship it to you. Um, I would definitely take some time today or later this weekend uh, to check it out. Patriotswitch.com slash Mark is where you need to go. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is going to face more and more questions about his health as this thing goes on. And we've already seen, I mean, we've, we've been facing questions about his health. We've been fielding questions about his health since the first time he ran. Four years later, he's not getting any younger. He's not getting any better. So he goes out yesterday. He's at the uh, U.S. Air Force commencement, I think it was. And he gives a speech. And I, don't, I won't even play you the clips of the speech where you can't even understand what the hell he's talking about. He's talking about push-ups at one point. He's, he's lying about being in the Naval Academy. It's crazy stuff. Uh, and then he turns around to walk and apparently... According to Joe Biden, there's a sandbag that he trips over and then he takes, man, a tumble. We all remember we all remember what happened at Brandon Falls when he fell off of his bike. This was 10 times worse. And he's on stage and he's on camera. He's in front of people. He falls, he topples over, I guess he tripped over the sandbag, he falls, slams his whole body on the ground, rolls over, his feet go up in the air, people rush over to try to help him, they try to pick him up, and he falls again while trying to be, kind of like stumbles, can't get up. Guy's 80 years old, and then they, um, and then they finally pick him up, they don't take him to the hospital, what they do is they, they take him back to his seat, because, you know, they don't want to make a big deal about it, and then, later on, when he's flying back to D.C., he hits his head getting out of the helicopter. So that's twice in one day. Uh, of course, he blamed the sandbag. Now, I, I looked at the video. I do see a sandbag. I know sometimes they use sandbags to weigh things down. For example, podiums, microphones, we use them for lights sometimes. If there's a long beam or a boom, rather, a boom mic, you don't want it to topple over, so you sandbag it. Um, you know, it's not Joe Biden's first time on a stage, but, uh, you know, apparently this sandbag was was trying to take him out. I, I'll be honest with you. I would not be surprised if this sandbag had already been picked up by the FBI and was facing a trial in front of one of those um, in front of one of the, one of those uh, totally partisan January 6th judges. This sandbag is probably going to get 18 years or it'll just or it'll just disappear completely. This sandbag is either going to get 18 years or Jeffrey Epstein. What <laughs> one day we're going to read that the sandbag uh, hung itself in its cell while the guards happened to take a five-minute break conveniently at the same time. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, that's what, that's, that's poor sandbag. I feel bad. And I don't think it's the sandbag's fault, unless, of course, you know, this was some kind of conspiracy. Uh, maybe they have, maybe Merrick Garland can do some investigating finally and see what kind. It's probably a MAGA sandbag. <laughs> that's, probably, that's what it, they're going to blame Donald Trump for the sandbag. You know, they will. Um, anyway, I think but I think Joe Biden should probably stick to doing Space Force uh, commencement addresses because, you know, there's no gravity in space. And so he can't trip and fall. He'll be totally he'll be totally safe. Anyway, that's a but it is a big problem. It's a big problem uh, that Joe Biden continues to fall. Donald Trump, however, was had a very interesting reaction to it. While the rest of us were making funny memes and laughing about it and coming up with jokes. I'm still coming up with jokes. I have new ones all the time. Uh, Donald Trump took another took a different take. He was on with Sean Hannity and he was asked about it. And he said that he uh, he didn't think that it's something we should joke about. He said we didn't he didn't think it was something we should joke about. Uh, Sean Hannity said, I've asked you repeatedly, what do you think about Joe Biden's cognitive state? Is he physically up to the job mentally? You've been very reluctant to go there. I'm not reluctant, says Hannity. To me, would everyone agree with me? This guy's cognitively not there. Trump said, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I actually called Sean and I asked Sean not to joke about it because he used to joke about it. Uh, because I said, honestly, I don't think it looks good for you or anybody else to joke about it because it's a serious problem. You can speak about it if you want, but I don't think you should joke about it um, because this is the president of the United States currently. And that puts us all at risk. He also went on to say that he hopes he wasn't hurt, which is interesting. It's different than what we would expect from Donald Trump, who usually is a tough guy, usually likes to joke with people at joke at the expense of people. And now he's saying, look, this is no laughing matter, whether he's legitimately concerned about Joe Biden, whether he is legitimately concerned because he thinks it's bad for the country, which let's face it, it is. Um, and he doesn't think that we should joke about this. Or maybe, maybe it's because he doesn't want people bringing up this whole issue with him, because again, while Joe Biden and Donald Trump are mentally and physically years apart, uh, chronologically, they're pretty close in age. Uh, but Joe, but Donald Trump is not going to make age an issue in this particular campaign, apparently. And when talking about the cognitive decline of Joe Biden, he's going to say that it's tragic and it's harmful for the country. Now, speaking of the bombastic Donald Trump who likes to say stuff about other people, Sean Hannity asked him about that. And man, the crowd was not happy. Listen to this. If he would just tone it down a hair, stop a little of the name calling. Hang on. I said it's their question. Leave me alone. All right. Um, that that it might help you with swing voters and in, in that are needed for you to get over the finish line. It's already hard enough electoral vote wise for a Republican to win. What do you say to them? OK, you ready? And I say this to everybody. I won an election. It was unprecedented. We beat somebody that supposedly had it made. And, you know, they probably did things in that election, too. They were shocked. But I came into office. And from the day I got in, I was under siege by people that have been in Washington for many years, put in there by many different presidents. 
in most cases, people that were against me, like they spied on my campaign. They did all sorts of things. I was under investigation and under siege, and so were my people. And if I wasn't tough, I wouldn't be here right now. I guarantee you that. If I didn't fight back, I wouldn't be here. All right. So that's it. Sean Hannity saying, look, why do you why are you so bombastic? Why are you so harsh and brash? Why do you say these things about people? Why do you say these things about, you know, your former staffers and your your current staffers and, you know, the, the everyone else on the. Why is it that you just vote, don't tone it down? Because those swing voters, it's all those swing voters, those swing voters want a nice guy to be president. And Trump said, look, they came after me. And it's true. Donald Trump never threw a punch at anybody until they started punching him. Donald Trump came down the escalator and you know what he said? Build a wall. We got rapists and drug uh, peddlers and and we've got cartel members and MS-60. We got all these people, human traffickers coming across the border. It's horrible. Build the wall. That's all he said. And what did they do immediately? They called him a homophobe and a xenophobe and they called him a racist. And they said, Donald Trump hates Mexicans and Donald Trump hates Islamic people. Donald Trump hates everybody. God, what a horrible person he is. So he had to fight back. You can't just roll over and take it from these people. They'll just continue to walk all over you forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. And so Donald Trump told told Sean Hannity, look, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to change. I'm not going to stop. And he, this election is very different than the last time Donald Trump won an election. In 2016, Donald Trump uh, came out as, you know, TV star, billionaire, playboy, real estate mogul, whatever it was. People didn't take him seriously until he started to get some serious clout. They didn't take him seriously until he started to win, win, win. And then when he won the election, when he defeated Hillary Clinton, everyone was in a panic. So they started to attack him and make things up and lie about him. And sure, did it affect his job as president? Not much, but a little. He could have gotten a lot more done if he didn't have to waste his time with all these bogus impeachment plots and sending his staff out. I mean, that's the thing. The president's staff does so much work. And Donald Trump's staff was stymied, was taken down at the kneecaps. I mean, they were they were they were really drawn away from their duty of of governing and helping the country because they were being subpoenaed every five minutes by Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and those idiots in Congress who thought they had some kind of uh, scheme scheme to get rid of Donald Trump, but for good. And they didn't. Nothing ever came of it. There was nothing there. It was all a bunch of hooey. We now know it was a lie. The Durham report tells us the whole thing was based on a lie. Adam Schiff is being brought up on charges. They want to evict him from the Congress. They want to impeach his butt. They want to, you know, sue him for millions of dollars, all this stuff, because they all lied about Donald Trump and they did it to get rid of him and it didn't work. This time around, uh, Donald Trump not only has a great record to run on, Four years that were some of the best years of my life in this country, uh, probably yours. Uh, some of the most I mean, you want to talk about the speed that which at which Donald Trump helped our tax policy, brought down our taxes, helped our economy, solidified our border, renegotiated deals that make America stronger economically, built up our military, added a branch to the military, a very important one, as we see in this day and age and and really kind of re re-established American dominance in the world, not friendships, not alliances, dominance. And that was very important to everybody so that we feel safe, secure, and that we can continue to be the global superpower that we've always been. Joe Biden ruined it in four years, a little less even, and it's evident. And so now when people go to the polls, they're going to say, well, Donald Trump's years were great. Joe Biden's years were horrible. Donald Trump was strong. Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag and fell on his ass. Uh, Donald Trump, sure, he may be bombastic, but, you know, Joe Biden always says, hey, 
don't think of me as the almighty. Think of me as the alternative. That's gosh darn right. I am think I'm thinking of the alternative and the alternative of Donald Trump being president again is way better than you for four more years ruining our country and rolling around on your on your backside. Uh, anyway, we'll have more on that. We'll have more with the Hannity Town Hall because the Hannity Town Hall yesterday was very interesting. It was clearly a pro-Trump crowd, much like the CNN Town Hall, but the difference was you had kind of a a I want to say more pro-Trump moderator and I don't know that that was a good thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that the town hall yesterday, I think Donald Trump did an exceptional job, but I don't know that the town hall yesterday had the same impact that the CNN town hall did uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you why on the show today, coming up at noon. Also, we're going to be chatting with Congressman Michael Waltz from Florida, who voted no on the debt ceiling increase. And we're going to applaud him for that. Uh, then we'll thank him for that, too. And then we'll uh, find out why. And then we're going to find out what goes on from here. What happens with Christopher Ray? What happens with the rest of these uh, you know, weaponized agencies. Where do we, what's next for Congress um, as they head into their session next week? That's coming up on the Marque Show. So be sure to, sure to tune in on any of our streaming platforms. Tune in on any of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations. And fun fact, we had some great guests this week that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to replay for you tomorrow and Sunday. We're going to have two weekend podcasts. So make sure you subscribe because I don't want you to forget about it. Make sure you like Follow, subscribe to this podcast right now. Share it with whomever you like, because we want to make sure that you get all the information, all the entertainment, everything you need to continue every single day to work, to fight, to save the republic.